Trump begins with a long suspected list of pardons before leaving office, starting with Michael Flynn, surprisingly. His first interview since the election served as an opportunity for the president to gossip, and AG Barr says the DOJ has found no evidence of election fraud. I'm Noah Huey, and this is Under the Stars. Welcome back to the second to last week. Next week is the final episode, the finale. First and foremost, I'd like to apologize because I did not release an episode last week. I thought I would, and I was convinced I would, but then we put up our Christmas decorations. And, um, well, (laughs) we watched a Christmas movie instead, and it was nearly 10 o'clock. And by that time, if I haven't recorded anything... I tend to say I'm not going to do it. I, I, I've recorded once at like 8 o'clock at night. It was not a fun experience and I don't ever plan on doing it again. So I apologize for that. And I didn't mention it on my Instagram or anything. Speaking of the finale, before I get into the, my other reminders, um, make sure to, if you've got actually... Um, I, I, I'm interested in potentially having guest hosts on, which is something I did not do since the first episode because I had a hard time integrating all that, and then it ruined the first episode of the whole show. Not of the season, but of the whole show. But if I'm able to, I may integrate a way to have a guest or two on to help me review this year because there's a lot of stuff. It's going to be a very long episode. Um, But, yeah, that, so that's that. So if you know anyone, if you know any sort of person that may be interested or that you'd be interested in me talking with for whatever span of time we end up talking for, um, feel free to send me a message on Instagram or or something of that nature, and and I'll try and get back to you. Uh, Anyways, back into our regular reminders. Make sure to follow my Instagram. That's at HueyNoah. That's at H-E-G-H-E-Y-N-O-A-H. That's at HueyNoah. Also, to check out my merch on my website, it's in the shop section. Link is in my bio on Instagram, so again, follow me there. And uh, my second book, Yes Master, is also available on my uh, in my website. Same section, same shop section as all that for $15. Check it out. It'd be a nice Christmas gift. Also, speaking of the merch, I have a limited edition Christmas line that'll be over on December 30 on December 31st. So if you want to get those, you should check them out. There's some really cool shirts. I'll, in the video, I'll try and uh, incorporate some pictures here. Um, they're white and green shirts that have Trump in the front, and it says refusing to concede the election and the logo of the show in the back. Um, so if you want some limited edition Christmas merch 2020 from Under the Stars, um, you can do that, as well as there's a, uh, there's a promo code on the website, uh, UTSMUS20, 
and you can take 10% off of almost anything in the store. I think they're having there's some tr problems with trying to apply that promo code. I've tried it myself once or twice with a few things to just see and make sure everything's working and there seems to be some problems, but if I can get this sorted out I'll um I'll see to it. Anyways, into our first piece of news, Trump starts with a long list of pardons. So and there's a couple different angles we could look at this from, but first let me just kind of read you what, what information we have here. So, President Trump has told confidants he plans to pardon his former national security advisor, Michael Flynn, who pleaded guilty in December 2017 to lying to the FBI about his Russian contacts. Two sources with direct knowledge of the discussions tell Axios behind the scenes. Sources with direct knowledge of the discussions said Flynn will be part of a series of pardons that Trump issues between now and when he leaves office in January. The big picture. Flynn's pardon would be the culmination of a four-year political and legal saga that began with the FBI's investigation into possible coordination between the Trump campaign and Russia and the Russian government in 2016. The retired lieutenant general is viewed by many Trump supporters as a victim of political retaliation by the Obama administration. Flynn's lawyers and members of conservative media, media have accused the FBI of entrapping him in a cited case as part of a broader campaign to discredit the Russia probe. Earlier this year, Trump commuted the sentence of Roger Stone, another associate in charge of the Mueller investigation, who the president complained had been unfairly targeted in a political, quote-unquote, uh, uh, witch hunt. So, if you're not aware of the whole Michael Flynn thing, which if you aren't, then you're probably not listening to this um, podcast... <laughs> Uh, Michael Flynn was, um, the former national security advisor to President Trump, and he, uh, just shortly before, I think it was inauguration, or maybe it was shortly after, actually, it was early January, very, very early on into Trump's first year as president, uh, he lied to the FBI when conducting investigation, uh, on his contacts with Russia. He had a very extensive conversation with some Russian officials and uh, withheld a lot of that information when speaking of his contact with the Russian officials to the vice president as well as the FBI. Um, which is like, the, it was the first weird, suspicious thing that has happened under the Trump presidency that kind of just set up a catalyst for literally everything weird and suspicious that Trump has done or people around Trump have done. Um for the last four years. Now, when it comes to, like, the suspicious stuff happening, this could either be a uh, the president's in a scheme of some sort, or it could be, like, the presidency of Ulysses S. Grant, where, like, all of his cabinet members were in part of some scheme or in some sort of a scandal or another, yet he wasn't. Um, which the evidence seems to point more towards a Ulysses S. Grant-type situation, though Trump himself has made himself almost part of that narrative that perhaps he's part of something um, just by his actions, um, which is unrelated to this. I just thought it'd be interesting to mention. Um, I'm more interested in this pardons list idea. So what the left, what Democrats and all that are kind of looking at is this list of potential pardons that Trump may have for, um, for a group, for many groups of, or many individuals um, and he's likely going to be people who are uh, loyal to him. And um, I don't doubt that this isn't happening. And a few people I've heard have suggested that perhaps this list of pardons is going to end with himself. Because there is a fair chance that perhaps when the Biden administration uh, cements itself and is finally set up in January, I would say there's a fair chance that uh, 
that um, they may investigate uh, Trump himself. And um, with how partisan I expect Biden's administration to be, just as Trump's has been, um, for the most part, for the most part, not entirely, but for there's a f- very large margin, I'd say, of people who have been sort of right-wing partisan. Um, I definitely would expect one, and I, I could see Trump doing that. Now, based on the evidence, I mean, there's not much. There's not much to go off of. We've got very limited information that actually tells us whether or not this is a real thing or whether or not we're just speculating here. But the speculation, I think, is possible, 100%. I'm more interested more so interested in actually the implications behind the speculation rather than the speculation itself. Because this notion that Trump is pardoning all his, uh, all his buddies, and there's actually something related to this that I'll talk about in just a moment. Um, uh, it's that, um, it just, I think it once again, alongside many other instances for the past four years, has kind of highlighted the partisanship and the self-serving nature of Donald Trump. What blows me away is really, really looking at everything he's done and everything he's said as president. He's done good things, don't get me wrong. Every pre- I don't believe in good or bad people. That's just illogical. People aren't good or bad because people aren't uh, absolutist. We are not cartoon caricatures to who do things in totality. It makes no sense. Um, he's done good things, but overall, Trump has been very, if nothing else, suspicious, which I mentioned earlier. Um, and he's somehow played himself up, and so many people eat up this false image, what I perceive as a false image, in my opinion, of a humble, selfless man who does everything he does in the name of wanting to help other people. Looking at like really looking at what he says and how he acts, he seems to be covering his own behind more than he is actually trying to help anyone else's. Um, Trump is a very narcissistic, self-interested person, which is ironic given that he that he um, is like, oh, I'm here to fight the deep state. I mean, the deep state is a state is a very narcissistic and is full of narcissistic and. Um, and self-interested people. I don't see any difference in in the conduct or the um, or the uh, the the I don't know what word I, I want to say sale, but that's not the word I'm looking for. In the story, there's no difference in the conduct or the story that either Donald Trump or any other politician for the last 240 years um, has has told the American people. The only difference between them and Trump is that Trump is, I'd say, more like an average civilian. Um, uh, which is which is to say, he's not very smart. Um, I mean, for God's sake, he gets his information from regular media, which is the worst place to get your information. I mean, when you're literally the president of the United States, I would never read a newspaper. I've got literally the best way to get information ever. Um, and most presidents, unfortunately, either waste it on political nonsense or they just don't listen to it in the case of Trump, which is ignorant. It's incredibly ignorant. Um, but I don't think he cares. Because Trump is this self-interested ball of, um, of me, 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 who, who thinks that if the world doesn't go the exact way he's built it inside his head, 
then nothing is right anymore. Then the world is dead. But that's a load of BS, okay? And uh, I think this notion that he's building this pardon list that may end with himself, the implication behind such an allegation is incredibly prudent when you pay attention to the fact that it kind of shows off that. Um, if more pardons start coming in, as more pardons start coming in, I'm interested to see who these people are. And if you really pay attention, I have a feeling, I could be wrong, but I have, I have a certain... I have certain reason to believe that the list of people who are going to be pardoned are people who are loyalists to Trump. And that is a bad thing because a lot of these people, I think, have done serious damage to the both the image and the legitimate functions of the United States government, such as Michael Flynn. And now they're getting off on a get-out-of-jail-free card because they sucked up to the fat orange man in charge. I mean, that's... It's dangerous, in my opinion. Um, so, I, I'm interested to see how this plays out, if any of this is true. Um, which it likely is. I mean, let's be honest. Um, so, yeah, that's that. So, on Sunday, Trump conducted... Or he didn't conduct. Trump was a part of his first interview since the election. And um, I watched it live, and then I read about it later, because um, I actually left about 10 minutes in. Um, because it was... I'll be honest, infuriating, which I, I, I almost said I apologize for. I try not to because, um, you know, letting your emotions roll you like that is very dangerous because they're not very um, good at handling situations of such intense drama and such. But um, I got genuinely upset listening to what he was saying because it was uh, full of ignorance. Um, and I'll kind of go into that now. Essentially, let me give you the overview before I read this. It's from CNN Business. Um, based on the ten, the first 10 minutes that I listened to, instead of giving a case to the American people that there was something going on with this election that was fuzzy, which, let's be honest, there's a few little instances that have been, you know, you're like, what the heck's going on? Uh, instead of doing that and trying to bring proof... Um, he gossiped about it, which is an embarrassment to the United States. That the president let his first interview since the election be an opportunity to gossip and just fearmonger to the people. So, uh, President Donald Trump on Sunday spoke with Fox News anchor Maria Bart Bartromo. Is it yeah Bart Bartir? Bar I don't know how to say names. Why? <laughs> I don't know how to say names. That anchor, uh, his first TV interview since the election. The conversation was riddled with lies and conspiracy theories. Uh, Maria opened the interview with a question about election fraud, telling Trump, the facts are on your side. Trump responded, saying, this election was a fraud. It was a rigged election. The Fox anchor then reflected the president's anger, saying, this is disgusting, and we count on a lot of America's election to be corrupted. The interview highlighted that Trump is, quote, unable or unwilling to accept reality, CNN's chief media correspondent Brian Stelter said on Reliable Sources Sunday. Trump spewed misinformation throughout the conversation. Um, quote, we had glitches. They were moved thousands of votes from my account to Biden's account, Trump said, telling Maria as he continued to bash mail-in voting and incorrectly claimed dead people were applying to get a ballot. In addition, Trump's unwillingness to acknowledge Joe Biden won the election. Maria's 
unchallenged acceptance of Trump's false narrative also presents a danger to American democracy, said CNN senior uh, media reporter Oliver Darcy on reliable sources. Uh, I don't want to hear about Oliver Darcy's opinion, though I am very... And now we're just talking about... Okay, this is people gossiping about her as well. Nearly an hour into the interview, that was an hour, was over. oh yeah, it was like two hours long, wasn't it? Um, an hour into the interview, Trump finally discussed the coronavirus pandemic that continues to spiral out of control. Though America continues to hit new records for coronavirus infections, Trump claimed that the United States is more in control of the pandemic than other nations, a fact uh, belied by America's higher infection rate than many other countries. We're doing better than the rest of the world, Trump told Batriomo. Speaking about the way the coronavirus has been handled in the United States, as of Sunday, there are more than 13 million COVID-19 cases in the United States, and more than 266,000 people in the United States have died from COVID-19 complications. Trump also took credit for the drug company's vaccine trials, which have resulted in far better than expected efficiency rates, or efficacy rates. Um... The Trump administration's Operation Warp Speed funded some pharmaceutical companies' research, development, and eventual distribution of the vaccine, but the, some companies with successful vaccine trials, such as Pfizer, did not participate in the administration's program. Quote, I came up with the vaccines that people didn't think we'd have for five years, Trump said. In fact, pharmaceutical companies, including Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, and Novavax, created the vaccines. Um, there's more, I'm sure. No, that's it. Okay. Uh, Sunday's interview came after a long streak of silence for Trump. People who work closely with the president avoided answering questions about the election, avoiding questions about the president's efforts to overturn the election, potentially. Now, of course, this is riddled with the, you know, the CNN, we hate Trump thing, but there is a lot of truth in it. Um, first of all, I didn't even know he said that he came up with the vaccines, which is a load of garbage. I you know, I should put that on one of the shirts. I need to make a shirt that just says me saying a load, saying, quote unquote, think such and such is a load of garbage or something, because I say it a lot, but it's true. I mean, this interview, again, is just another sign of Trump's narcissism and self-serving beliefs. How can anyone look at this man and his history and say, no, yeah, he cares about other people. Definitely not just lying so that we'll do whatever the whatever the heck he wants us to and believe whatever the heck he wants us to because he's an ignorant, uh, an ignorant, I don't even know what word I, sh- I could use without being far too disrespectful. I'm telling you, it gets on my nerves because people actually look at this man and say, nah, he cares about other people. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. I'm trying to reel myself back here for a second because I really should not be so upset about it. But it is a, it, I mean, is it not fair to say, yeah, I'm a little upset the president of the United States is a self-serving jerk who believes that everything has to go his way. He's the king of the world. He always wins at everything. He saved the world from the coronavirus. He did this. He did that. He never gives credit to anyone else. He views himself on this pedestal of self-righteousness and... And glory. And it's a load of BS. He is full of himself. He's an awful person that does not deserve any sort of positive recognition except in the few instances when he did something that was good. Um, 
I think overall, a lot of uh, the things, a lot of the potential negative press that Trump is getting is going to be well-deserved. But I also think that, I do think that the, the media often re- purposely does not cover the good things he does because they're too busy trying to say, if you're bad at, at such, such and such, you're just an evil person, which is ridiculous. Eve, there is no good and evil because people are not cartoon characters. However, Trump is about the closest thing to a cartoon villain as we'll ever get. And it's because he's so mind-bogglingly stupid. He's such a stupid person. He's... I can't describe how dumb this man is. And somehow he became the president of the United States. And, well, I say that. I know why he became the president of the United States. Because the people are so mind-bogglingly stupid as well. And so they finally had someone on their level running for office. And it turns out, ah, that was a complete disaster. Um, granted, it's a complete disaster when basically anyone in the last 240 years was elected, except with the, with the exception of potentially George Washington and I'd say maybe Abraham Lincoln. But after that, other than that, everyone else, I mean, yeah. But this interview, like I said, I stepped out. I, I was done within 10 minutes because this whole thing what could have been his opportunity to say, to say, you know, I believe there is something seriously going on here. He turns into an opportunity to play the victim and gossip about how, how about how the whole world is coming after him for, for attacking the deep state, which mind you, he did not even do. Hillary Clinton is not in jail. Did he say he was going to put Barack Obama in jail? I couldn't remember. I don't think he did. Um, but Hillary Clinton is not jail. 90% of this, I'm going to beat this swamp uh, crap from 2017, never happened. I mean, I'd say about 0.7% of what he was going to do to beat the swamp never happened. Uh, oh, that's right. He was going to, he was like big anti-military. like military. He's like, oh, they do it for the money, which they do. Um, and he's like, we're going to stop that. Um, but instead, he ended up investing... He, 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 he um, completed more drone strikes than Obama. He put more money into these types of mil- useless military investments. At the last minute, he did say he's going to pull troops out of Afghanistan, which, hey, that's great. Or no, was that this year? Yeah, it was. That was this year. Um, he was like, yeah, I'm going to pull troops out of Afghanistan. Um, but uh, that's last minute. To me, what it looks like to me, what Trump does is he makes all of these wild claims that he's going to save the world because I honestly think he's so dumb he views himself as this hero, um, as this hero of truth and nobility. Then he does all these awful things that only empower the groups of people and the system that has been hurting Americans. And then he does two good things right at the end, and he highlights those for the next six months to make people love him. Because he's a great salesman in that in that sense, and uh, it's a shame. I I mean I'll be honest. I had never been ashamed that Trump was president because let's be honest, you anyone would be ashamed of basically all of our presidents. They've all had problems. Um, but honestly, this type of conduct is not just as bad as the quote unquote swamp. I would say it's worse, um, simply because he's. 
He's just so mind-bogglingly full of himself. I'd say he's double. He's double the amount of narcissism and self-righteousness as, as these corrupt engines of political manipulation, such as the Democrats and the Republicans, because he views himself almost as a god. At least it appears. Let me be clear. It appears as if he views himself as this godlike figure, which is, in my opinion, an absolute an absolute scam. I think Donald Trump is a scam. Donald Trump was a scam that the American people bought into. Joe Biden is also a scam, but he's a nicer scam, <laughs> uh, which is not a redeeming quality, but um, whatever. That's all I can say about this interview about Trump at this point. Whatever. Don't care. Don't care. Just leave. Stop gossiping. Stop trying to eat. I mean, especially, and he does this type of stuff about these ranting for hours on end and these 45-minute Instagram videos, which I think I posted. No, I did not. These 45-minute Instagram videos that he did um, like two or three days ago uh, where he rants and rants and rants about fraud, 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 fraud. He does this stuff so that people, so that pulling at your heartstrings, the same way any of these deep state politicians have. He is no different from a single one of these people. Just somehow, I, I'm telling you, it's because he's as stupid as average people are. And I, ha I've, I usually say this every single time because it sounds like I'm being narcissistic. I'm not trying to insult the people. I'm saying they genuinely are stupid. The National Assessment of Educational Progress reports all children in America, private or public school, are at best doing 50% in proficiency. We are stupid. And this man, I think, is one of the first presidents I've ever seen, certainly, that is legitimately just as stupid as the people are. And I think that's the only reason he got elected. Because he's so dumb that he was actually on our level. So, that's all I can say about that. Anyway... Attorney General Barr says the DOJ found no evidence of election fraud that would change the results of the election, actually. I, I, I worded that wrong. So, Attorney General, Attorney General William Barr said Tuesday the Justice Department has not uncovered evidence of widespread voter fraud that would alter the 2020 presidential election outcome. In an interview with the Associated Press, the nation's top law enforcement officer said the United States attorneys and FBI agents have been looking into specific complaints and other information they've received, but have found nothing that would change the outcome of the election. To date, quote, to date we have not seen fraud on a scale that could affect a different outcome, could, that could have affected a different outcome in the election, Barr told the AP. After Barr's interview he, he pub was published, he arrived for a meeting at the White House. The meeting was not previously on Trump's public schedule. Barr's public re re revelation comes week after, weeks after Barr's authorized federal prosecutors to investigate allegations of voting irregularities in the 2020 election. Uh, after, at the time, President-elect Joe Biden's team slammed Barr over the move, calling the decision a clumsy and cynical partisan political scheme which is a load of BS. It is deeply unfortunate that the Attorney General Barr can choose to issue a memorandum that will only fuel the, spe the specious, speculative, fa fanciful, or far-fetched claims he professes to guard against, said Bob Bauer, senior Biden campaign attorney. In a statement, Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, and campaign senior legal advisor, Jenna Ellis, admonished Barr after he announced that prosecutors had found no evidence that would uh, take back the White House. With all due respect to the Attorney General, there hasn't been any semblance of a Department of Justice investigation. We have gathered ample evidence of illegal voting in the last six states, 
which they have not examined. We have many witnesses swearing under oath they saw crimes being committed in, con in connection with voter fraud. As far as we know, not a single one has been interviewed by the DOJ. The, Depart the Justice Department also hasn't audited any voting mac voting machines or used their subpoena powers to determine the truth, the statement read. Giuliani and Ellis went on to pledge to continue our pursuit of the truth through, ju through the judicial system and state legislatures. Um, again, with the greatest respect for Attorney General, and his opinion appears to be without any knowledge or investigation of, of the substantial irregularities and evidence of systemic fraud. Actually, I love this. I love this article. Because it shows that both sides are full of crap. Neither one cares. Um, we've got, in my opinion, one of the only people in the federal government who have ever, who have ever actually given a tiny crap about the truth. One of the only people, in my opinion, who have ever cared about the truth, at least a little bit. And both sides are like, no, you hate the truth! You hate the truth! You hate the truth! And they do this, they do this crap where they just, they just beat you up metaphorically with, with these insults and all this, all this garbage because they want, because they know the American people are morons and they want to control how you think. I'm going to say this every episode because I'm right. Um, I used to be very embarrassed to like have to admit I'm right on something because it seems narcissistic, but it's getting a little old. So yes, I am right. As of right now, I say I am right because almost everything I have ever said has turned out to be true. And again, it sounds narcissistic, but again, I am right. I have not been proven wrong yet. Now, when I am proven wrong, sure, I'll go back on it because that's what happens when you're proven wrong. You're supposed to turn around and go, oh, well, I was wrong. Uh, but that has not happened in nearly, let me think about this, in nearly a year and a half. In terms of this type of stuff, at least. Um, I've been proven wrong in a billion other things. <laughs> but I, my favorite part about this is that it shows both sides don't care. I mean, first of all, on the Joe Biden side, when Barr announced this two weeks ago, when he announced, let's investigate everything that comes up, I mean, naturally, yeah, let's investigate it. Because what if... Uh, what if there is widespread fraud? Are we just going to ignore it just because Joe Biden's team says, no, 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 we want to win? No, I, I don't care. We have to investigate anything that seems suspicious to ensure that the election did, in fact, go underway as planned. Um, and, and for the Biden team to turn around and say, oh, no, this is a lot of BS. There's no reason he should be investigating this. I mean, why? When you really ask the question, why shouldn't the DOJ be investigating any these allegations of fraud? The reason they seem to be telling you is oh, because it's all fake. That's not a reason. I need you to give me legitimate reason that says, yeah, there's no reason to investigate this because, you know, so-and-so has already investigated it. You know, these states and these states have already investigated it on the state level and haven't found anything. That would make sense. But just saying, ah, I, it, I, it's just BS. Like, that's not a reason to, to, to go, nah, we won't investigate it. Like, that's so stupid. Now, on the Trump side, they're like, ah, well, there's no truth. There's no truth. There's no investigation. They're like, we have six witnesses, five million people. Now, in terms of their witnesses, there was actually a woman on Thanksgiving who released a statement about, ah, oh, we're going to sue. Um, I've read most of it. And I'll be honest with you, it seems like a lot of facetious um, political partisan stuff. 
I mean, what do you expect from engines of people who only care about winning and making everyone else like them? What? They're not unbiased? They don't just want people to live in freedom? What a surprise! Um, so, yeah. But when it comes to the evidence that Rudy Giuliani and what, some fa- what her face has brought up, everything has either been really um, suspicious evidence, uh, evidence under under massive suspect or uh or a uh, or um something that's easily disproven or circumstantial evidence at best so they're 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 walking on a thin line they've got i mean about a paper thin evidence that shows there could be fraud in two states that may be legitimate and then these shadowy witnesses that are coming out all over the place the few that i have seen like actual people in person talking to elected officials about what they saw. And I'm just saying this based on assessment of the way they talked, how they talked, and the content of what they were saying. This is not based on uh, information related to what they were saying, but based on an assessment of watching uh, a couple, I think it was almost four of the six witnesses. I've watched a few testimonies of some. And um, based on how they talked to these elected officials who they were trying to make a point to, the way they said it, which may be the same thing as how they talked. Yeah, I, I suppose it is. So how they talked and the content of their speech is very important to me because that can infer, that can lead to a very close to accurate inference of whether or not they're, um, they're telling any semblance of the truth. And I'll be honest with you, maybe one of them is actually telling the truth about fraud. The other four, I mean, and I'm going to assume five, because I I can't imagine there are any other witnesses that are like, um, you know, just full of truth. A lot of these witnesses either have very flimsy accounts or, or based on the character and the content of their words are over-emotional, potentially partisan hacks, um, which I could totally see happening. Now, of course, does this absolutely mean that's what's happening? No, this is all just based on an assessment of character and of content of the words they're saying um, to these officials about this supposed fraud. However... It's a pretty good inference, in my opinion. I've used it before, and I, I t- it tends to, it doesn't tend to lead me astray. So I, I, I'm going to follow that um, path of inclination until legitimate evidence comes up of anything. But so far, the evidence, quote unquote, that Rudy Giuliani and them have promoted have either been circumstantial, flimsy, have been circumstantial and flimsy at best. Same thing with a lot of the testimonies of these supposed whistleblowers. A lot of them have been circumstantial or flimsy at best and are not very easy to replicate or um, would be incredibly hard to legitimately replicate, let alone pull off in the first place. So the way I see it, the Biden team makes themselves look like they're covering up an election fraud because they are partisan hacks who just want to win and keep all the presidential power. And the Trump team are partisan hacks who just want to keep all the presidential power by making up or loosely stringing together a few instances of fraud and calling it massive voter fraud that would com- that, you know, switched three, four, five, ten whole states from Trump to Biden. Both sides are full 
of you-know-what. Be- and I'll tell you why. Because they don't care. Stop thinking people in charge care about you. They do not. AOC doesn't care about you. Joe Biden doesn't care about you. Donald Trump doesn't care about you. Uh, uh, what's it? it? One of them's Chris. One of them's... One of the Cuomos, whichever one's the governor and not the, the news anchor, doesn't care about you. Your governor probably doesn't care about you. Uh, 99.99999% of the people in charge do not care about you. You're just really stupid and fall for everything they sell you. This is why I'm a huge supporter of education reform in the United States. I'm not so much worried about the content they teach in schools. I'm worried about the way they teach it, which, and I could get into this like in real in depth, but overall turns off the natural interest in learning that children have and uh, sets their minds up to be incredibly lazy and unintelligent, which sets them up for, for, up for a life of unintelligent, over-emotional squalor, I'll call it, that politicians and political parties then abuse, and then they chain you up to their little ideological ca- cage, um, and then they say, you're going to stay here forever because I'm always right. And the people eat it up like it's cereal <laughs> like it's lucky charms because because we're just that stupid and this is enough at least in terms of circumstance enough evidence to say well i could be right i mean i'm not saying that that this exactly is proof that i'm 100% right but this is certainly proof that i could be right and that's as far as i'm concerned just enough to get people interested, which is all I want to do. So yeah, none of these people care about you. Neither of these teams care about the truth. Um, and you can tell because they keep blaming everyone for not caring about the truth. Instead, now, well, real quick, let me get into my, um, sorry, my nose is getting stuffy. Let me get into reminders real quick again so make sure to follow my instagram that's at huey noah that's at h-u-g-h-e-y-n-o-a-h that's at huey noah i have merch and my books on my website at the shop section um i've got everything from a mug for 15 dollars or my book broken america my first book that i published um for four dollars up to um my, I've got, a, I've actually added sweatpants on there, joggers, are like $40. Excuse me. I also have limited edition Christmas merch, which you can purchase. Um, I think they're like $15.99. Um, uh, long sleeve, short sleeve, green, white, and it has Trump on the front and it says refusing to concede the holidays. I ordered me and my siblings some for Christmas. I'll be wearing it and posting it on my Instagram. You're going to love it. It's going to be great. It's going to be so funny. Anyway. So, the DOJ is not investigate has found no substantial evidence of election fraud that would change the results of the election massively. Instead, they may have found some stuff that looks like a presidential pardon bribery scheme. <laughs> so, we were talking about Trump's briberies or Trump's briberies, Trump's pardons earlier about this idea that he's got a long list of pardons set up that he's going to be pardoning all these people. Um uh, and here's kind of the DOJ 
insinuating there could be an investigation to that because there's a, maybe some information that there's a political bribery going on. So the Justice Department is investigating a potential crime related to funneling money to the White House or related political committee uh, in exchange for a presidential pardon, according to court records unsealed Tuesday in federal court. The case is the latest legal twist in the waning days of President Trump's administration after several of his top advisors have been convicted of federal criminal charges and as the possibility rises of Trump giving pardons to those who have been loyal to him. The disclosure is in 20 pages of partially redacted documents made public by the D.C. District Court on Tuesday afternoon. The records show Chief Judge Beryl Howell's review in August of a request from prosecutors to access documents obtained in search as part of a bribery for pardon investigation. The filings don't reveal the timeline of the alleged scheme or any names of the people potentially involved, except that of communications pe between people including at least one lawyer were seized from an office were seized from an office that was raided sometime before the end of the summer. No one appears to have been publicly charged with a related crime to date. The White House has declined to comment on the court filing. CNN has previously reported that associates of the pre president are making appeals to him in the hopes of obtaining pardons before he leaves office. There's no indication that any of those associates are being investigated by the DOJ in relation to Tuesday's filing. A Justice Department official... Uh, said that no government official was currently, was or is currently a subject or target of investigation to close, disclosed in this filing. Um, there's a little bit more in here. Uh, according to the court records, at the end of the summer, a filter team used to make sure prosecutors don't receive tainted evidence that should have been kept from them because it was privileged to have more than 50 digital devices, including iPhones, iPads, laptops, thumb drives, and computer drives um, after investigators raided the unidentified uh, offices. So, this is pretty big. This kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier on this potential, um, on this potential plot, this potential conspiracy that Trump is pardoning all these, um, loyalists to him. Um, and perhaps they are in fact trying to bribe him to pardon them so that they are, uh, exempt from this kind of, uh, from prosecution in the next administration. Um, now, Trump, of course, there's no way to say Trump has actually taken any of these bribes. Now, of course, if he has, I think we could charge him for a federal crime for that, um, for, on multiple cases and against multiple clauses and such that the president is supposed to uh, follow. But what I think is interesting about this is whether or not the DOJ actually will end up looking into this. There's a chance I could say that the Biden administration may try and kick this up, start this up. And I think there's a chance that there's going to be some contention related to this uh, when the days become even more numbered for Trump than they already are. Because we're in the, the first week of, we're in the first week of December. We've got, what, two, three, four, five or six weeks 
until no, we've got a little. We've uh, actually we may have a little around. Um, no, yeah, we may have around five or six weeks, almost seven or eight, very close to ten perhaps, um, until the next until Trump's days truly are up. And um, I don't know. I just think this is interesting. Is all that's all I'm trying to say here. I think this is interesting. I think this is definitely again potentially true. It has lots of grounds to be true. And personally, I do think the the DOJ should investigate this, though I understand the contention of doing so so close to the end of the presidency. So there's a couple different factors to take when we really when we look at this. And I I think it's important to kind of look at them. Um, But, you know, I think this will become more important in the future. And I think we need to keep our eyes on this. So obviously, I recommend you to keep an eye on it. But I know I certainly will. So, Secretary of State Raffensperger, talked about him last week, is still under death threats and Trump criticism for not certifying a Trump victory in Georgia. Trump calling him the enemy of the people. Big, big accusation. Now, let me tell you this. My respect for um, Secretary Raffensperger of Georgia has gone up exponentially. He's up there with some of my favorite Republicans, you know, Abraham Lincoln, uh, even Ben Sass. When I talk in terms of modern Republicans, I suppose I should just say Ben Sass. Um, <laughs> oh, shoot. I've forgotten the other one's name. Uh, there's like three of them, so there's not a lot, but there's there's two I already have. So, Donald Trump has called Republican Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger an enemy of the people. The president made the remarks during a freck. Uh, during a fractious press conference on Thanksgiving, where he claimed without evidence that massive voter fraud had taken place in the state. President Trump said, You're not allowed to harvest, but I understand the Secretary of State, who is really an enemy of the people, the Secretary of the State, and whether he's Republican or not, this man, what he's done, supposedly he made a deal, and you'll have to check this, where she is allowed to harvest, but in other areas they're not allowed. The president has frequently called the press enemies of the people and referred to Democrats as enemies of the state. President Trump said, and other Republicans have placed blame for the president's loss in Georgia on on Mr. Raffensperger. President-elect Joe Biden is the first Democrat to win the state since Bill Clinton in 1992. The president has previously had high praise for Mr. Raffensperger on Twitter. Um, During his press appearance on Thursday, the president accused Mr. Raffensperger of working with Democrat Stacey Abrams, a lawyer, activist, and former Georgia lawmaker, to permit vote harvesting in the state. Ms. Abrams has been credited with lending a registration drive that added 800,000 voters to the roll in Georgia ahead of the 2020 election, Um, which is entirely separate from ballot harvesting. Now, let me, because I think that's about a good place to stop, let me be clear. Uh, I, I, I'm not actually a huge fan of Stacey Abrams. I think she's um, a pretentious uh, a pretentious woman who's very full of herself, like, like many liberals and conservatives are. Um, but this notion that she's ballot harvesting, I've looked into it a little bit, and what information there does seem to be that doesn't seem to be politically motivated or um, partisan in any way doesn't really, doesn't really uh, show m- much credit to this type of um, accusation against Miss Abrams. Um, you know, I may not agree with her and I may not like her all that much, but either politically or personally, but I certainly am going to give her the respect she's due and I'm not going to say she's ballot harvesting because ah, all Democrats are exactly the same, uh, <laughs> which is what a lot of Republicans, right-wingers, they like to do that. You know, everyone who isn't like me is exactly the same and that makes them evil or something to that nature. 
but I, I can certainly say that I don't see there's not a there's not there's not like this mountain of evidence that shows ballot harvesting, and there certainly is no evidence that the that Secretary Raffensperger is part of this 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 plot somehow to allow this. This is Trump again showing that he only cares about himself, and this is another thing that sort of upset me when I was hearing about it for the first time on the news, because. What was it? Raffensperger himself said that uh, his family donated to Trump. They supported him. They voted for him. And then he go and then Trump turns around and returns all that that kindness and support by throwing them under the bus for not for not fictitiously giving him a victory in Georgia. Just because the results are not going the way you want does not make you a good person when you take these people who heavily support you and say you're enemy of the people. Because you didn't make me winner, and this is this actually inspired the the title the title of this episode. Um, what was it? I win or nobody does, because this shows me, without a shadow of a doubt, Trump doesn't care about the results of the election because he wants to save the people from Jack Squat. He cares about the results of the election because he's a horrible, awful person in this respect who only cares about having power because he's so obsessed with being number one, with being the best, with being on top, with having power, that he has to take it all for himself. Now, does that mean Joe Biden isn't? Nope. But in this case, I don't see this and go, he's such a good man. No, I don't, because he's not. Because in this case, there is no evidence to say he's mad about this and he's making these these facetious partisan claims against a good, honest man who supported him because he's a good person. There's no way you can say that without ignoring mountains of both circumstantial and legitimate evidence that points to this characterization of Trump as a self-righteous jerk. And that is really, this is kind of the epitome of that. And it's, it's a shame because, again, this man supported Trump. This man's a decent, honest person. You know, sure, he's Republican. He's part of this system that, the way I see it, has spent 240 years just mentally enslaving people so that they'll do whatever they want and continuously give them power. But the way I see it, Mr. Raffensperger is a good, honest man who does care. He certainly seems to care. And he's following the truth before he's following his party. And his entire party, the President of the United States that he voted for and he supported, ends up calling him an enemy of the people because he's not falsely giving him the victory in Georgia. I mean, how awful of a person do you have to be to do that to someone who, who genuinely likes you? How awful of a person do you have to be? Now, let me dig- or let me digress. Let me go back a little bit on this claim. Again, this is like the 40th time I have to say that. You know, I'm making a sort of emotional argument here, which is not entirely fair given how I criticize other people for doing that. But I think it is important in a lot of cases to assess that type of characterization and then play that into the legitimate facts. I mean, play on this notion of Trump being this awful person onto these facts that are flim and don't hold up his claims with um, substantial weight. And it reinforces this idea that he only cares about the power than he does the people. And... um, I think this kind, this instance for certain 
is a highlight of that. It's when you turn back on someone who has supported you and you call them an enemy of the people of the United States of America because they're not certifying your victory. Um, it just seems incredibly, uh, incredibly, it just, it, it kind of confirms that in a way. Not entirely, but it certainly confirms that from a characterization standpoint. And uh, the nail in the coffin this week, we're going back to the DOJ. And we're going back to certifying Trump cares about the power than he does the people. A plant that was sent by Trump at the DOJ uh, ousted... Ousted? I think that's the word. I don't know if that's a word right now. And removed from the building for harassing staff to find election fraud evidence. This was a, a, an, a, an update made just this morning. Uh... The White House's plant in the Justice Department was blacklisted after she pressured staff to hand over evidence of election fraud, the Associated Press reported on Thursday, citing three people familiar with the matter. Heidi Stirrup, a key ally of Stephen Miller, President Donald Trump's senior policy advisor, was appointed as the White House uh, liaison and department at the department this fall. Uh, uh, Stirrup was told to leave the Justice Department building sometime in the past two weeks after officials, quote, learned of her efforts to collect insider information about ongoing cases and the department's work on election fraud, end quote, the AP reported, citing three people. Stirrup is said to have engaged in other misconduct at the Justice Department, including offering allies top department jobs without White House approval. The Justice Department and the White House did not immediately respond to Business Insider's request for comment. The Justice Department has largely been silent about Trump's claims that the U.S. election fraud was fraudulent. Or the election fraud was fraudulent? The election was fraudulent. There is not a lot of evidence that suggests there was widespread voter fraud. And Attorney General Bill Barr said on Tuesday that neither the Justice Department nor the FBI found evidence to validate the president's claims. Trump and his allies have filed at least 32 lawsuits challenging the election results and have so far won none of them. This, to me, is kind of a nail in the coffin, in a, in a sense, I should say. That Trump's concerns are not, do not lie within his care for other people. That notion is ridiculous, and, and the way I see it, dead, after this. We have 32 lawsuits that have all, so far, failed. No court in the country, in the country, is looking at a single thing Trump is saying and going, yeah, you have substantial evidence. And when they do, it changes maybe a county. There has not been, like I, like I said, for the last three, four, almost two months, almost two months, yeah, almost two months, there has been nothing, nothing, that suggests there's this underground secret movement of Illuminati people wearing black hoods and uh, freaking uh, holding rituals and flipping voting machines. There is no underground theory. There is nothing that supports this, this conspiracy theory that there's some underground movement that somehow flipped an entire nation's election process in favor of one guy. You want to know why that isn't coming up 
after all these investigations done by the FBI, done by states, done by the courts, done by the DOJ, done by sometimes individual people. You want to know why all these investigations are turning up uh, not substantial evidence of massive, massive voter fraud? Why it's all just little stuff? Because that doesn't happen. It didn't even happen when it could have happened. There is no underground movement of secret Biden people that are, ah, we're going to flip the whole country in Biden's, in Biden's favor because we're evil like that. <laughs> no, there is not. There is potentially fraud in, in, in maybe one state. Potentially one state that was flipped in Biden's favor illegally. I'll say that much because there's about that much evidence and hardly that much. Everything that has supported this massive deep state conspiracy theory, people wearing black hoods, switching votes from Trump to Biden, has had circumstantial evidence at best. Everything else is just a bunch of hot air being blown. It's fear-mongering and propaganda because Trump is setting himself up for this characterization as a hot-headed crybaby who can't stand not having power and not being on the top. He has spent a lifetime, literally a lifetime, setting himself up as a narcissistic, self-righteous jerk who only views himself at the center of the universe. No, he doesn't care. Neither does Biden, though. I can gladly turn around and say, especially with all these movements on the Biden team, saying, no, don't investigate anything. Don't investigate anything at all. Like, no, they're not any good either. But my main concern this week, after all this stuff, is that Trump has not proved himself to be a good person who cares about anything but, or anyone, but himself. Again, until evidence shows up, that supports the underground conspiracy theory that the deep state flipped the entire country from one candidate to the other, I'm not in my right mind going to go, Yep! That happened! The evidence has only supported small instances of voter fraud, which makes sense. This year is a great... It makes perfect sense for a couple counties to go, Let's try and flip the vote from Trump to Biden. Makes sense, Okay perfect year to do that. These are the two worst candidates to run for president anyway. So sure, maybe two or three counties are like, or maybe a couple counties are like, yeah, let, let's flip them around. Let's try and do something about that. Let's try and flip that because we don't like Trump. Boo-hoo. Because we're in, because we're a bunch of sensitive crybabies about some fat orange guy. That makes sense. What doesn't make sense based on the evidence presided, provided that isn't circumstantial or hot air or propaganda is this notion that there are people, that there is an entire movement. This, it's, the, you can't pull off movements like that. You just can't. I, I, I'm rolling back on my promises to try not to be too emotional about this, to not be a little um, hot-headed about this. This issue has kind of struck me a little bit because I'm sick and tired of watching a bunch of morons run around in the federal government and be like, fraud this, fraud that. What's your evidence? My evidence is that there's fraud. No, no, what's your evidence for the fraud? The fraud is. No, but what's the, the fraud. Like, you can't just shout fraud and then when everyone asks you what your evidence is, you just say fraud again. You can't. 
the evidence at best has been circumstantial. I certainly believe that there are plenty of counties that are likely flipping votes that tried to flip votes for Biden, sure. Maybe one state flipped. But I do not believe more than one state even had the ability to flip votes from Trump to Biden. That is just so ridiculous based on the evidence that has been provided in the last month and almost a half. Let's be rational here. Let's try and be rational here. But no, no, don't do that. That would mean that I would have to admit that I'm wrong. Listen, right now, like I said earlier, I have never been ashamed of Trump as a president. I've never been ashamed to be. I've never been ashamed of the president, even though it was Trump. Because I'll be honest, they all have roughly the same issue. I mean, his issues, the ones I've been talking about, are all issues that every other president in the history of the entire nation. Uh, has had, so no, I'm not going to be like ashamed because I would have to be ashamed of every president ever. But I certainly can say this. Trump is one, the closest president we've ever had to actually be a cartoon villain. I don't say that about people. People are not cartoon characters, but Trump is about the closest thing to one. And two, he's at this point the only president I've so far thus far, ever been actually ashamed to have. And it's not even based on his whole presidency. It's literally just based on this ending part. And that's a really, actually, I, th- I think, a good way to see how, to see, to kind of rank a president if you want to. I don't, I don't uh, support ranking presidents and stuff like that, but if you were to, watching how they react to losing the presidency, if they run for a second term, is where I would look. All in all, Trump has proved this week, if none other, that he wasn't, that being a Washington outsider, not being a politician, did not change him from being a scumbag who only cared about himself. As it turns out, so does literally every other person in the country. We are practically just as bad as every politician that runs us. You want to know why? Because our politicians are just us, but with more power. So they're just us, but magnified a little bit. So, and what makes Trump an interesting case is the fact that he is so mind-bogglingly stupid. He's just like us. He's an average person. And when faced with the knowledge that he isn't going to win which is what he set his whole life up doing, winning, 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 winning. He lashes out. And uh, this is the the best evidence for that, I think. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Because I've gone on and on and on, and I think that's uh, all, I, all I can or should say probably is a better word. Thank you so much for listening in this week. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Next week is the finale. So that's that. One more episode. I Again, I apologize deeply for not recording an episode last week. So yeah, one episode left. <laughs> I, you know, it's been a pretty good season. Crazy year. So thanks for listening. Next week, I won't cover the week's news. I'll be covering the whole year. There's a chance there'll be a guest host. Again, if you're interested in submitting a guest host, message me on Instagram or uh, send me an email or something. Um, and... 
I will try and get back to you as soon as possible. Uh, check out my merch on the shop section. Uh, I've got limited edition Christmas merch, and I've got a, a Christmas code, UTSMUS, capital UTS, lowercase mus, um, M-A-S, 20, all one word, uh, UTSMUS20. You can enter that in and get 10% off all merch, including the Christmas merch, limited edition, uh, refusing to concede the holidays merch. You can also find my books, Broken America, Yes Master, available for $4 and $15, also in the shop section of my website, which is all on my Instagram, which you can follow at Huey Noah. That's at H-E-G-H-E-Y-N-O-H. That's at Huey Noah. Thanks so much for listening.